Dr. Kristen Oja here, entrepreneur and functional medicine expert. Welcome to Little By Podcast, where our goal is to empower you to achieve optimal health, one step and one episode at a time. Taking a functional medicine approach will cover a variety of health and wellness topics, from how to optimize performance to how to balance your hormones and everything in between. This podcast is for educational purposes only, so please be sure to consult your healthcare provider before incorporating any changes into your daily routine. Now grab your headphones and let's go for a walk as we take steps towards becoming your best self. Today I have Stephanie Watson with me and I always love our episodes. I've known Stephanie for, we were talking probably now about nine years and she is the mom of two boys, Peyton and Henry. So we will chat about kind of life hacks because she gets it. She gets having a lot on your plate. She sees patients here at Stat Wellness as our health coach and um, she understands what it's like to be busy and still focus in on healthy behaviors. And so today is a really important topic going into 2023 of why is it so hard to change habits? So first of all, Stephanie, welcome to the show. Thank you. And second of all, when we are talking about habits and lifestyle, tell us a little bit about what health coaching is, what you do when you meet with your clients, and what habits we're really talking about. Yeah. So um, I'm really, as a health coach, really here to be as an, like an accountability partner for people. Um, I think it's important to have someone to check in with to be accountable to to meet your health and wellness goals. Um, and I meet with people as much or as little as they would like. Um, some people really, really like to have that that go to person to just check in and say, "I'm doing this, doing that. This is happening in my life because life happens." Um, but really what we focus on are what I call five pillars of health. So, um, I always want to ask my, my patients, um, what are they basically, what are they eating? What are they, how are they moving? How are they sleeping, managing stress and what are the relationships like in their life? And all of those affect your health. Um, and a lot of those you have control over. Um, so, you know, we have, what we, they're working on with the providers, um, sort of what's going on the inside of their bodies. And then we work on, um, you know, changing habits around any one of those pillars of health. And I think, you know, when we talk about functional medicine and we talk about, you know, wellness feels good and becoming our best self, we can't negate the lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's like, we sometimes get so complex into the labs and the stool analysis and the hormones and we forget to go back to the basics. And that is you know, at Stat Wellness, we always talk about our pyramid and, you know, the base of the pyramid is the lifestyle. And it's like, we have to build a strong foundation. All of the other things we do are not going to be supported if our lifestyle is off. And so that is why our memberships include unlimited health coaching, because we really value what Stephanie and Prathna do here at Stat Wellness. It's, I have found in my patients that meet with Stephanie more often, they have better results. And I know Stephanie found some research that we're going to talk about today as it relates to kind of habits and meeting with coaches and accountants accountability. But just remember that pyramid base being lifestyle. Next up, we talk about hormones and supplementation. And then the very top is medication. So, you know, again, we've got to focus in on the lifestyle. So when we talk about these pillars of wellness, are there any ones that you find that people struggle to make consistent changes the most? Yeah, I would say diet and um, movement Mm -hmm. are really, really tough in this day and age. We are just bombarded with, um, uh, things that 
sound and look and taste good, but they may not make us feel very good. And that's why I think it, it is so hard to change habits because, um, we are, we get distracted mm-hmm. just, just by the world in general. Um, and then our environment isn't set up always for success. So I always kind of work with people on that too. And thinking about nutrition and like the distractions, you know, think about just driving on the road. Yeah. Like even the patients driving to Stat Wellness, whether it's our Atlanta location or our Roswell location, how many fast food places do you go by? How many yeah. large chains do you go by? Uh, then you go to the grocery store, you know, and you're thinking about all of these aisles that are just filled with food that's been touched by humans, you know, 10, 20 times, you know, heavily processed food. It's all over in our faces. And then I start paying attention to commercials, you know, and then you've got commercials that are talking about, you know, different foods and sauces and people are eating, you know, burgers during movies that make you crazy crave burgers. It's all around us. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, one of the big things we talk about is these, these changes are not always easy, but they are going to move the needle the most. Mm -hmm. And so what do you find are some of the reasons? I know you talked about the distractions Mm -hmm. and that it's all around us and that exercise and, and movement seem to be the hardest to do consistently. What else are things that kind of hinder us from being consistent? Um, a lot of people say time, they just don't have time. Um, which I totally get being a working mom. Um, and then we are pre-wired not to want to change, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So our neural pathways like to do things a certain way, and it is very hard to pivot from that. And so I want to um, just put that out there that it, that change is hard. Um, and uh, just doing things one way for so long and and you want the reward that you've been getting um because we're it's it's a habit loop you know you with habits it's like you you have you do something you have the routine you have the reward and that's just kind of the cycle that it goes through and um so say you come home and have a drink every night when you get home from work well you do that maybe because you're stressed and then you feel good afterwards but do you feel good when you go to sleep or the next day so i work with people trying to either stopping that or replacing that with something like a mocktail or, you know, fizzy water or something like that with lemon or lime. Um, but again, we are, we are pre-wired to resist and, um, in an already hectic, busy, chaotic world. And then maybe life, maybe you work all day and have a family. Um, it is, it's very hard to think about changing so many things at one Mm -hmm. time. So And that's the thing that I find that I see in my patients all the time is they, you know, come in and they make the commitment to, you know, become a better version of themselves. We are a cash pay practice, so they spend money on a new patient visit and in their mind, they want to do it all. Mm -hmm. Like they want to make the dietary changes. They want to start exercising. They want to make sure they're drinking a gallon of water a day. They want to go to bed at an appropriate time. And, you know, it starts becoming so much that nobody can make that many changes Mm -hmm. after one visit and be consistent. Um, I'm laughing because when I started coaching, I would have people leave with a goal in each of the five pillars. And it just, it didn't work. They came back feeling like failures. And that's not any way I want any patient that I have to feel. So now we we work on one thing, mm-hmm. one to two, maybe. Well, and it goes back to the fact that you feel accomplished. You feel yeah. like you did something. Successful. And you're like, okay, now I'm ready to take on the next thing. Mm-hmm. Is there one area, like how do you determine out of these pillars which one you work on first? Yeah, so I sort of gauge their readiness. I like it to be patient focused so they are driving it um 
I can steer a little bit, but I say, you know, out of these five pillars, is there an area that you feel like you really are ready to start making some changes? And, um, and they'll just say, you know, yeah, I'm really ready to add more protein in the morning or, uh, get movement back into my life. And then that's where we start. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like for me, you know, one of the ways that I evaluate how I'm doing is I'm a big planner. And Mm -hmm. so I like to, at the beginning of every week, kind of look at where am I doing well, where am I not doing well? Mm -hmm. And one of the things I kept finding is like, I can pretty much control what I eat. Like for me, that's not a a horribly hard thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, I can control what I buy at the grocery store, what I have on hand, you know, maybe it's not as balanced or as big or, you know, that I would like it to be. But I was constantly not hitting my movement goals. And I was like, this is, you know, and in my mind, I thought exercise was what it was, you know, and I don't know if you see that a lot. But like, I got in this trap of comparing myself to how I used to exercise, you know, when I would go to the gym five days a week for over 45 minutes each time. And that was what working out was. (laughs) Yes. And that was what working out was. And so I started to feel really disappointed. It was kind of this all or nothing. And I think that we see this a lot. And so, you know, for me, one of the big things, and I've talked about this several times on the podcast is I had to be okay with less Mm -hmm. and still know that I was getting that movement and that some movement was better than no movement. And I think, you know, it's something that I talk about with my patients a lot is nobody is going to be perfect, but what can you do consistently? And I always talk about pick the most like basic thing you can do consistently. And if you can do more, that's great, but you have those kind of non-negotiables. Yeah. I was just working with someone this morning and, um, on a movement goal and getting strength training and her goals three times a week, but we haven't been hitting that. And I'm like, well, then maybe we need to I don't want to, I want to say lower expectations, but just bring it down to two days. And then she said, and then I can add 10 minute, five minute on other days. If I have time, she's like, I've just been in such a mentality my whole life that that's not enough. Mm-hmm. And, um, so giving herself grace and permission that, that, that is enough. It's more than nothing. So, and I mean, you look at research, like there's even articles coming out about two to five minute walks after meals, helping yeah. to lower blood sugar. Like, you know, these little things that we do over time consistently is what's Mm going to make the biggest impact on our health. So I think that's really an important thing for us to remember. Mm -hmm. So you kind of meet with your uh, clients and patients and Mm -hmm. figure out kind of, you know, maybe based on their lifestyle where we need the most improvement, but really what would they like to see the most improvement in and where are they ready to make the change? Well, that's, that's where change is going to happen because it has to come from them. Right. So exactly. You're not, this is, I love this because this is exactly what we do at Stat Wellness is it's a partnership, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of times when people go to medical offices, they feel like they're being told, Mm -hmm. you know, this is what you need to do. And that doesn't always work. Right. Right. You know, unless the patient is ready to make the change, we're not going to see any change. Right. So, okay. So your appointments, how long are they? Are they like, is, is your first one an hour? Is it 30 minutes? Like, how do you structure that? Typically the first one is an hour. So I get to know them. So I always read through their chart before they get here. So I know kind of like what's going on on the medical side. Um, and then, so I get to know their story. What is their why, which is really good since we've, we've got this um, challenge coming up, but knowing your why, why you want to make a change in any area of your life is really important. So you can keep coming back to it when you get in a rut or life happens. Um, and then I kind of talk about the five pillars and we, we just kind of dig in, like, where do you want to start? Um, and they kind of come up with a goal or two. And sometimes I steer them at maybe that's a little too big, you know, because I do, I just, I want people to feel successful because the only way you're going to build habits is to start small and somewhere. And you've got to 
build a foundation first before you um, get to a bigger goal. Because if the goal is to lose 30 pounds, that can't be the goal for the week, you know? Right. <laughs> so right. we have to break it down. Um, and then I just say, you know, we can check in as little or as much as you would like. So um, I have found recently that every week or two is has been really um, effective and just quick check-ins. So the next check-in is typically 30 minutes, but it can be 15. It can be eight, it, it, whatever, whatever really works for you. But just knowing that you're going to check in with somebody is, you know, pretty powerful. And, you know, we've talked about multiple times how we really value coaching and accountability. Have you found any research to support the benefit of seeing a coach? Yeah. So I just found um, an article, um, a research article from 2014 that looked at short and long-term lifestyle coaching approaches that are used to address barriers to weight loss and physical activity. Um, and so they studied um, 1,076 patients in this diabetes prevention program, and it lasted three years. Um, the average age was around 50. And um, what they found was that these people that went through this program and did this goal-based behavior uh, change model coaching it was more efficacious than the people that were on the the drug metformin or a placebo. So it really just shows the power of coaching, accountability, and then they also got education, you know, just learned more, learn more about why they should try to manage their diabetes, you know, through lifestyle. Um and then um just felt like they had more uh, resources at their fingertips. Well, and I love that this is more, and I, you know, I don't know what would count as long-term, but it feels like a more long-term study where they mm -hmm. were looking at three years because, yeah. you know, I bet if they looked at, you know, one month, we may see better improvements with metformin, but that's right. short-term, right? That's not changing behaviors that are going to serve you better long-term. Right. And, and yeah. And they, one other thing about it is they met, um, for the first year by monthly. So twice a month for the first year. And then every month for the last two. And that's like really, you know, we know that accountability. One of the things my patient tells me is I, I love to get the appointment on the books because I don't like to show up unprepared to a meeting. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like if you work, you know, showing up to a meeting unprepared is the worst feeling. If you know you have a meeting with your coach on the books, mm -hmm. you don't want to show up and be like, I did nothing to prepare for this meeting. You know, yeah. I think that... And I do have people that do say that, and I always want them to feel okay to say that, yes. too. You know? <laughs> yes. yes, yes, it happens. It absolutely happens. Uh, but I think that just adds that extra layer. So yeah. maybe even if they aren't able to make the change, they've at least thought about it, you know, or at least coming to the appointment, they were like, hey, I've thought about the fact that I didn't do this. We need to right. re-strategize. Right. Because some people don't slow down enough to think about. Yes, their health and their habits. Yes. Yes. And that's why I really like for me, the kind of weekly check-ins on, you know, where did I do well last week and where mm -hmm. did I not do well? And mm -hmm. what is like one simple change I can do yeah. to help move me towards, you know, these lifestyle goals that I want, even Bigger in the goals. busiest of seasons. Yeah. Right. Um, that is a really, really great study for those of you guys that don't know metformin is a medication that's used for prediabetes, diabetes, but really even from an anti-aging standpoint now to help with blood sugar control and inflammation. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know in the study exactly what markers they looked at. I'm going to be reading this study. It's a great study, but you know, lifestyle, again, going back to that pyramid is the base. It's the foundation and accountability mm -hmm. is key. So, you know, don't feel like you have to go out this alone. Um, what are some other things? Like I've heard of this thing called like habit stacking. Mm -hmm. Um, is that a technique that you use with your patients? And like, what is habit stacking? Yeah, it's a relatively 
uh, newer concept that's sort of out there. It's not new, but it's it's getting a lot of um, airway, I feel like. Um, basically, it is uh, stacking a habit you would like to do with a current habit that you're already doing. And the probably best example is brush your teeth, then maybe you want to add stretching to your life, then you stretch for five minutes. So it's, it's, it's again, using those neural pathways of things that you're already doing. You don't have to do any more work in your brain. It's just adding to what you're doing. And it's really the first habit is your reminder to do it. So I really love that. And I feel like our lives, again, are so busy that um, the habits that I'm helping people implore into their lives are short. They, everything needs to be short, you yes. know, because we just don't have a lot of time. I have an example of habit stacking in my life that I didn't know it would be termed habit stacking. <laughs> uh, but one thing that I really looked at too is that I felt like I used to love taking Epsom salt baths. I used to love being in the bathtub, you know, for 20, 30 minutes with my mm-hmm. Epsom salt, maybe a book, like just essential oils. And it was really hard for me to fit it in. So like I found that I just wasn't taking a bath. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, how can I make my shower a more spa-like experience? And so you guys have probably also heard me talk <laughs> about this, but I started putting essential oils at the bottom of my shower. Yeah, I'm and, doing that now because of you. <laughs> yeah, and doing deep breathing in the shower. And it has been just like such an amazing transformation of ending my day. So mm-hmm. now I shower every single night, which I never used to do. Um, I shower every single night. I use my essential oils. I really am only in there for maybe five, six minutes. I do deep breathing and I come out and I feel like it's a great way to kind of end my work day mm-hmm. and get a good night's rest. But it was something I was already doing, maybe not every night, but I'm already showering. So how can I make right. that experience in line with my goals Right. of deep breathing, self-care, calmness. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that's another great example. Any other examples that you have of this that you've seen in your personal life or with patients? Yeah. So wanting to get that walk in, that two to five minute walk after lunch or dinner. So maybe you eat, maybe do dishes, maybe leave them in the sink and then just go. Just put the shoes on and go. You don't need to change, like just go. So that's another um, big one that I'm working on with people that, that the reminder is you've eaten Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and and then you just you get out and and do something. Um and then another one would be like um uh like s- movement snacks in the day. So maybe you have a meeting every day at 10 and 2 and then after that you get up and do 10 jumping jacks or go up and down the stairs or something like that. But yeah. I know there's a lot of people, um, that they'll do like a quick burst of, of exercise before they shower. So like, they'll be like, I do 20 push ups before I shower. Mm -hmm. So every time before they shower, they know they're getting that in. Um, for me, a big thing that I like to do is squats while I do laundry. I feel like I'm constantly doing laundry. You add two kids close to it. I'm like so much laundry. Um, so I will just like get up and down in between pieces of clothing. So I add in. And so by the time I finish a load of laundry, I probably done 50 squats. Yeah. I'm like, this is amazing. I'm doing laundry already. And now I just made it a little bit more beneficial to my health. Yeah. Another one that I'm just thinking about is, um, we're big on adding, uh, protein to your diet around here for satiety. And so it's just, if you're already having protein, double it or cook more of it, you know, that kind of thing. And then you have it prepared in the fridge. Like, yeah, my husband, he is like, he's the cook at home and he always makes amazing, delicious food and he will make enough food for one meal. 
And it's like the biggest thing I've worked on him because I'm like, you are cooking such delicious food. You're spending all this time preparing the food, at least double it so that I can have lunch tomorrow. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. so if you're going to put through the work of cooking, just buy a little bit of extra, put it in the fridge. Yeah. Um, and then that gives you at least one other meal throughout the week, which is a huge plus when you're short on time and want to go through, you know, Uber Eats. Right. Uh, one of the other things that I've done as a reminder is, you know, we all tend to have really busy days mm -hmm. and, you know, when you're busy, you don't take deep breaths. And so a big reminder to me was every time I get stuck at a red light, a red light to me is a time to deep breathe rather mm -hmm. than being annoyed that I hit a red I'm light. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> I just use it as a time to sit back and I normally can get in somewhere between one to five slow deep breaths every red light, which is a really great reminder. And I, I really love, I didn't even realize this term was called habit stacking, but I really think that's where cons consistent change can happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And 40% of our day is made up of habits. So that's a lot. So do you want them to work for you or not work for you? You know, just think about how I just, I always come back to think about how you want to feel. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that 40%, I mean, that's significant. And I think that a lot of our habits we look at and at least habits that people talk about are the negative habits, right? Like how much yes. time are you spending on Instagram? How much right. time are you spending, uh, you know, on Facebook or comparing yourself to other people's life or, you know, maybe spending more time being stressed about a meeting than actually being in the meeting, you know, right. all of those things that we see. Uh, but we have the potential to turn those things into positive, positive yeah. habits. Mm -hmm. um, is there any other studies or anything else that you've seen with your patients? when you've met with them before we kind of end up this episode? Um, I, I definitely feel like the patients that I see the most often, I feel like we're moving the needle, mm -hmm. you know? And I, again, I just always want my patients to feel like it's a safe space with me and they never feel judged. It's a, you know, no judgment zone at all. Um, because again, I know, I know that life can happen. So I really think my biggest recommendation is to start small, like little by little, little becomes a lot. Truly, um, these, these big goals are the ones that we just, it, it, you're biting off more than you can chew. And it's no fun to feel like a failure. And no goal is too small. Like exactly Ex what you're saying. Like, I'm, I'm no talking. Goal. Yeah. Like, uh, take your supplements, you know, that's yeah. huge. So what do we need to do to make that happen? Um, but you know, I think it's like seven out of 10 deaths are from chronic diseases. And think about how many of those could be prevented just through mm -hmm. lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's about 80% of chronic Maybe. diseases are modifiable through yeah. lifestyle, yeah. which is crazy. I mean, and, and the thing is we've come a long way really when you look at, you know, we had great great habits way back in the day where we're all farming, we're eating what we grow, right? Mm -hmm. We're not super right. stressed. We don't have technology. And then we go through a period where it's like everything is fat-free, heavily processed. You know, we drink diet soda all day long. So like we are getting more awareness of that. We're not smoking as much, but we're looking at kind of the modern day stressors, right? Mm -hmm. Like we've got the social media. We have the sitting as the new smoking. We yeah. have this high stress, do it all mentality. We have, you know, several of these things like it, it, it's interesting when you look at how our health has changed over the years. Um, but I am happy that there is more awareness around how do you actually feel mentally and physically? Yeah, definitely. I think we do a really good job of that here. And the other thing is that I'm thinking about is um, thinking about what are your non-negotiables every day? That's been really big for me. Um, just keeping in line with my goals that I have for myself. Like for me, it's absolutely 30 grams of protein in the morning. I've got to move at least 10 minutes a day. 
you know, and I've got to sleep seven to eight and a half. Nine is my preferred. But, um, you know, I was on vacation for, for the break and I was out of habit just a little bit and it, it threw me, but, um, it, yeah, it's just, what can you do on a daily basis? What can you be consistent with? And picking one of those things, you know, to start, like you probably were like the 30 grams of protein makes a huge difference, huge you know, difference. and then you're building onto the next thing and yeah. really have identified like, what are the non-negotiables that make you feel good throughout the day, yeah. you know, and, and I encourage you guys, if you're listening to this is go back and listen to the become the CEO of your life episode, because that really helps you answer the why. Mm-hmm. And like, who do you want to be? How do you want to feel? And what do you want to be remembered as? Because like, when we get clear on that, it helps make these things easier to do. Yeah. Right. Um, and I feel like a lot of people have messaged me, Caitlin, um, really kind of led the visit, the video of what is your why? Mm-hmm. Did you watch that video? Yeah, it was awesome. A lot of patients have messaged me saying they teared up and I'm like, wow, that video made people tear up because it's all about your why. Yeah. And it's being able to move with your babies or your grandbabies or carry groceries to your car. Like mm-hmm. what a basic thing to have your independence until the day we pass, yeah. you know, like, that could be somebody's why is independence. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's really interesting to ask people their why's. I get a lot of different things, but a lot of it is being able to run around with my grandkids. Today was just just to enjoy life, you know. And the thing I found that's interesting is people come in and their goal may be I want to lose thirty pounds. You know, the example you said earlier, and but when I ask people about their why, it very rarely is how I physically look. Yeah. You know, like we put so much emphasis on how we physically look, but our why for why we want to make changes deep down is not the number on the scale. Mm -hmm. Uh, But thank you so much for being on here, Stephanie. This was amazing. And I'm really excited. If you guys want to reach out to us, uh, let us know what habit stacking you've done. Um, I'd love to get some more examples. And I think that we need to do an Instagram post on habit stacking examples because um, I can see how that is a really great way to make habits stick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, remember, little by little, a little becomes a lot. Even the smallest changes over time can lead to total mind and body transformation. I'd love for you to stay connected with at Dr. Kristen Oja and at Stat Wellness on Instagram. And if you have any questions, be sure to reach out. I'd love to hear from you.